You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, and welcome back to Blue Jays Fan Friday. Woo! Yeah, it, it is back after a one-week hiatus last week, and I gotta tell ya, y'all brought it hard this week. Um, I don't know if y'all were saving it up or, like... Just just so excited by Bo Bichette, whatever. Either way, y'all came with it. So the entire like latter half is going to be devoted to that. But I wanted to focus first on some Blue Jays injury news because there was a bit of it today. Um, first of all, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., not in today's lineup after that fall Last night in the ninth inning, that's pretty much all we're going to talk about from last night's game right now, because frankly, I don't want to talk about anything else. We'll do a full Yankees recap on Monday, but Guriel obviously clutching his leg. um, Buck Martinez and others said it seemed to be a quad injury. Um, Obviously, it, it was a scary scene. He's not in the lineup. Um... I'm, I'm going to guess that the lineup that I got from the score app is wrong because it has Teoscar Hernandez at first base and Brandon Drury in center field. And if the Blue Jays are actually doing that, then I really worry about Charlie Montoyo's experimenting. So let's just assume those are reversed. That means Derek Fisher's in left, which, which is interesting. And Fisher has the most experience in left, so I guess that makes sense to put him there instead of Teoscar. So... That's how the Blue Jays are rolling tonight. Sean Reed Foley against Jay Happ. Good luck. Um, the other Blue Jays news, all injury news coming off the field, and it has to do with Ryan Barucki, who we learned visited Dr. Doom himself, James Andrews. No relation to me, but uh, he had spurs in the back of his elbow removed. They say the surgery went well. They say he's going to be perfectly healthy for next year's spring training. So Ryan Barucki done for the season. He'll be heading back to the 60-day IL at some point, I can expect. But yeah, according to Scott Mitchell at TSN, he's done. So that is what it is. He probably shouldn't have come back when he did, but the Blue Jays are so starved for starting pitching, they they had to see what he had. So he officially allows eight earned runs in six and two-thirds innings in 2019. Just um, not very impressive. But hey, Boba Shett's here. We get to appreciate that. And um, him setting a major league record with doubles in nine straight games. That's insane. That's the other thing I'll mention from last night. Boba Shett is great. Shock, right? I mean, I'm bringing you the hard-hitting stuff. Um, just want to run through some other injury notes for the Blue Jays right quick. Getting all of these from Alexis Brudnicki at Baseball Alexis. 
sure y'all are already following her. Um, Luciano is continuing his throwing progression, which is good. The Blue Jays have to get him back onto the 60-day or the 40-man roster and the 25-man roster in order to keep him. Um, just getting in now from Keegan Matheson of MLB.com that Guriel is going to head to the IL. Move isn't expected until tomorrow, but continuing with the injury note theme, since Anthony Alford is through his rehab, he's back in Buffalo now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a call. More than likely, Rowdy Telez will get it just because he has worked on his walk rate in Buffalo. He is improving there. So it, it could be either or. I Again, just given they have smoke at first, they they have at bats they're trying to find with other people. I I wouldn't be surprised if Alfred got it over uh, Telez. So um, other injury notes, as we said, Clay Buckles threw a couple innings, so he might be back to help that rotation, which would be great. Devin Travis is being reevaluated, but I think we all know the evaluation there. And I'm sorry, Sean Doyle, but it does not look good for Devin Travis in Toronto. I'm sorry. Uh, Clayton Richard threw a bullpen session, so yay, I guess. Um, Ryan Tapera threw a bullpen session. He threw live batting practice, so he could be working towards coming back. Again, I, I'd tell him to take his time. Um, Jordan Romano threw an inning in the Gulf Coast League. So it looks like he could be back very soon. And I know the Blue Jays want to see him back. Julian Merriweather is resting again. So, because uh, his forearm was fatigued. Obviously, having gone without pitching as long as he did, kind of makes sense. So, um, Jordan Groshans is continuing his rehab. He hasn't done any baseball things yet. Um, Matt Shoemaker is progressing well. And Matt Shoemaker will actually come up later today. Those are all the injury notes we got from Alexis on Twitter. And yeah, I'm just going to take the break here because, again, a lot of y'all had feelings about what Mark Shapiro said yesterday about the whole, hey, we're going to compete. So we are going to get into that right after this break. But just a reminder that this episode of Locked on Blue Jays is brought to you by Postmates. When you need anything you can think of in the world, when you need popcorn at 10 p.m. for a movie, when you need um, licorice at 2 a.m. because you're craving something, when you need breakfast from McDonald's at 10, you can Postmate it. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever the heck delivery you want all year round. It's going to get it to your door 24 hours a day. 365 days a year. You don't have to go to the store. Postmates will deliver it for you. It's the largest on-demand network in the U.S. And it's available in Canada. So you can offer anything you want or need. You can download the app for free. And when you do, uh, for a limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 worth of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start your free deliveries, you just download the app. Use code locked on. It gets you a hundred bucks. It's pretty good. So again, any anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, download Postmates, and save 
$100 on delivery fees in the first week with the code locked on. You are locked on Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So, again, a lot of y'all had some feelings about what Mark Shapiro said in that conference call. And and Mark Shapiro knew he had to do a conference call because the temperature of the room when it comes came to the Blue Jays and their fans was chilly, to say the least. And I know people could go for chilly right now, but... You, you don't want that kind of chili, not what we were seeing in the fan reaction. So I actually just wanted to ask you if you believe, Mark Shapiro, when do you think the Blue Jays are going to be competitive again? And y'all had a lot of different thoughts on this. So I'm going to try and, and work through them as quickly as I can. And we'll start with some optimism from very prominent uh, Blue Jays follower and giffer, Andy at underscore rally cap. World Series champions from 2021 to 2031. And that was the most popular response. I loved I love the enthusiasm. I would take two. I would take one, honestly. I just want to see the Blue Jays win something like when I'm able to enjoy it and not, you know, when I'm like four. So that's all I want. Um on the other end of the spectrum, another of the more famous Blue Jays fans on Twitter, at Blue Jays Dad, says 22-20. So we have a very wide range of thoughts. So there there are some people who fell in between. Um, although some people think it could be as soon as next year. Um, baseball Gay, at Punkwitch, thinks that the Blue Jays will be in the wildcard race next year, maybe not winning it. But by 2021, the Blue Jays should be a real postseason contender. Pitching is big unknown, hopes for semi-OK rotation next year. And I'll warn you all right now, that's going to be a theme. Um, moving forward, Karen Suter at Karen Suter one friend of the show, JasonCouch.com writer. I like the development of their position players, need good pitching to go with it. Again, a theme emerges. Um, 2021 was a popular target. Uh, Daryl Gerard at Gerard DW, Lisa Ann Murphy at Lamb Chop 99. They they both thought 2021. Liz at Biggles 14, 2021 or 2022. Gavin Whitehead at OK Blue Jays 29 thinks they can reach the postseason in 2021. Legitimate contenders in 2022 and 2023. So we're starting to hit that window, I think. Um, for the 2022 crowd, Randy Average at Savage Garden, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, G-A-H-R-D-I-N, D-I-N. the offense is ahead of schedule and will have the financial resources to supplement the pitching if and when that happens, uh, that being, you know, getting into contention. Um Ian at Ian Berg, super op- optimistic look, 2022. At Gay Baseball Fan, says 2023. So again, we have a wide range of dates going here. We're going even further. Dan at Leafs 24-7, three to five years, a sentiment echoed by Darcy Armstrong at DRM91. And then Blue and White Chick at Jillian McLeod 05, 10 years at the minimum. 
I'm I'm hoping it's a little bit sooner than that. Let's I I don't want to be staring down 40 and wondering when the Blue Jays are actually going to compete again because that doesn't seem like fun. Sean does it and I'm like I'm still young-ish. So hopefully a little bit sooner than that. But I did that kind of rapid fire. I want to get into some uh some more thoughts some of the more laid out stuff so um also just getting an update jordan groshan's done for the year according to scott mitchell at tsn so that kind of sucks but he's off to a good start let him rest it's fine so at least jay's fan thinks that next year 500 would be fine unless they really short up starting pitching over the winter I think wildcard definitely in 2021 comfortable with the position player lineup and it being competitive depends on pitching. Again, this is the common theme. People like the lineup that the Blue Jays have put together. They're seeing positive things from Bichette and Biggio and Guerrero and Gurriel and, and even Derek Fisher hit back-to-back home runs. So there's something, but the pitching is the big worry and it's it's a natural thing for to look at this pitching staff that the Blue Jays have right now and just see absolutely nothing, especially after the deadline deals. Um, Matt Hall at Hallamaniac07, very frequent contributor to this show. Good to have Matt on board. Depends on the pitching they can acquire. Pearson got to make the jump. Shoemaker healthy. And two more pitchers need to be added. 2020 wildcard, 2021 going for AL East win. I I was surprised how many people factored Matt Shoemaker into this. Um, I do think he's going to come back to the Blue Jays. I think they have an option on him. I think they saw enough before he tore his ACL that they want to bring him back. But it'll be a matter of repeating that and being able to get a full season out of Matt Shoemaker, which is something that's been very difficult to do in recent seasons. Um, Jay's Rob at Jabroni Rob. A definite improvement in 2020 and 2021, but 2022, in my opinion, as they need to add some key pieces. I think think some people can see where the rebuild is going and will actually take that and and just just be happy with that just knowing that there is a plan i think because earlier in the season it didn't look like there was a plan but now they can start to see some tangible things um electrician at old school blue jay position players are looking very impressive but we still need one thing pitching 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 Expecting to win 10-8 all the time didn't ultimately work in 2015. And I think that's a big thing that this front office is trying to do. Anthopolis was able to build on the fly with veterans who were able to just crank home runs and getting pitchers who were overperforming, like J-Hap, like Marco Estrada. So, obviously, the, the mentality of this front office is to build that depth in pitching and like you can still see it like like Cleveland called up this rookie Aaron Savali who's like one and one with an 075 ERA right now like like I never even heard of Savali and and they're bringing him up and he's he's pitching like every other starter Cleveland has so I would like I would love if Toronto can actually get there to do that 
um, uh, fellow Jays podcaster Brandon Panikar at Panikar37 sees them being competitive with the top teams in 2021 or 2022. 2020 could be competing for a wild card and hoping you can get into an ALDS. Very optimistic look from Brendan. I think a lot of people share that. Just, hey, maybe if things go right. The problem with that is that's the same mentality as 2017, 2018. So you can have that view, but be prepared to shift gears and go back into sell mode if things don't really work out. And I think the front office is going to be looking at that unless they can land like a Garrett Cole. Expect a lot of one-year signings this year as they continue to start building up and, and bringing some of these arms up. So... Uh, Rachel Ho at underscore Rachel KH have to agree with most on here 2021 2022 but the Yankees aren't going to go quietly I think that's something we didn't really factor in um, the Yankees still being around so hopefully they they kind of keep getting injured and don't have Gio Urshela doing really stupid things to make me look bad um uh, Carrie at Carrie underscore A23, another frequent uh, contributor to the Tease Fan Fridays. Expect them to be competitive in 2020, top two in the AL East in 2021, Beast of the East in 2022. I think that's an interesting timeline. We don't know what the Yankees will really be. We know Boston's going to spend money, but I think Toronto has, has set itself up to be able to compete with those teams very quickly. So hopefully they can do that. Um, Rochelle Strauss at Rochelle Strauss. 2020 with decent arms, they are competitive. No wild card, but good ball. 2021, wild card is a reality. 2022, the window opens. Got to expect some regression next year and lack of MLB ready pitching slows the process. We'll take two years minimum to get developed all of the arms we need. Again, very sensible timeline. I I think it's it's perfectly reasonable to expect that. I think 2020 is going to be a season of growth. You have full seasons of of Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Kevin Biggio. So I I see that timeline working very well. Um, Rob at Swales underscore Robert. Depends on how quick the pitching develops. But having said that, my belief is by 2021, Jays will be competitive again. And that's what Atkins said last year, that it would be approximately three years. And he thinks they're on schedule for that, perhaps even a bit ahead of schedule. Could contend for a wild card next year, but everything would have to go right for that to happen. And we would have to make a couple of significant moves to make that happen. I totally agree with that sentiment. They they are starting to perform better than we thought. I, again, it's all at the top of that lineup, getting getting that progression and seeing that consistent offense out of them. So seeing that makes you think it, it could really happen that this team could push for a little bit, could take out teams like Tampa Bay and, and use that to build into a challenge. But that that will remain to be seen again they, it really depends on what they do with the pitching so that we'll see um this was inter- interesting from Wally Jaroslawski i was so focused on getting Wally's name right that i i messed up before that um at w jaroslawski 
All depends on if Jays can get an ace in offseason and then the shoe comes back the same. Then starting staff could have an ace, a king in Shoemaker, and three queens in Jacob Wagesback, Nate Pearson, and Thomas Pannone. I actually thought it was really interesting that Wally picked Pannone. I I think Wagesback is a favorite to start next year in the rotation. I think they want to get Nate Pearson up there. I, I actually think TJ Zoic is is a better pick than Thomas Pannone. They're not afraid to go a full rotation without a lefty. They did it earlier this year. So I don't think it's entirely necessary that they have to have a lefty. Um, Wally says like they need an ace and two and three kings or one and two queens in the rotation to compete for a wild card spot. It's a solid assessment. Again, the only problem is aces aren't readily available, and Garrett Cole's probably the only one, and I bet you Houston's working on a mega offer for him. So that's the only problem there. And then I wanted to touch on um, uh, one other thing. A lot of people don't have faith in Shapiro being able to do this. So um, Andrew Wadhams at Dodge's Roadkill. Shapiro flat out scares me when he talks about finding economy and pitching. You need one, if not two studs, and I don't know if Eddie R., Ed Rogers, has the fortitude to fork over the bucks. Now, that's the whole Rogers is cheap thing. They do have the money. They're going to have the money when the Tulowitzki contract buyout is over. Um, Martin comes off the books this year. They will have money for that. It's going to be a matter of actually attracting those free agents. So, again, I don't know if Garrett Cole is going to actually be on the table, but I mean, obviously if he comes north of the border, that would expedite the process. But again, this, this lack of faith in Shapiro is, is a running theme, especially with the deadline moves still fresh in people's minds. Sean Coleman at Sean Cole 22 said the Blue Jays will be successful five years after Shapiro is fired. And he was seconded by Warren Dinsmore at Dinsey 23. This is a popular sentiment. Um, Sheila Stiles at Styler 12. Not until the Blue Jays have some legit starting pitching and Shapiro and Atkins are gone. Sheila just doesn't trust either of them. Yes, they have brought in talent, but she doesn't think they will win until they're gone. But she hopes she's wrong. And again, that's the thing we've talked about. It's been a running theme. The mistakes that Shapiro and Atkins make are so are so glaring in the minds of Blue Jays fans, especially when you trade a Josh Donaldson, when you let Edwin Encarnacion walk because his agent is an idiot. Like, like stuff like that, it, it lingers, and it's, a, it's tough to shake that reputation, and they haven't done a very good job of it. It's why Shapiro did this conference call to try and, and get ahead of that and, and get ahead in the PR battle because they were not doing a good job in that at all. Um, uh, Jabroni Rob comes back in, or Boy Rob, uh, comes back for the defense. Shapiro and Atkins have added young talent. Biggio, Guriel, Bichette, they'll add starting pitching next season. Um, they had to get rid of all the old-timers. Alex emptied the farm, and they filled that as well. Give them time. Shapiro and Atkins' contracts are both up end of next year. Yes, they've done stupid moves, but what club hasn't? They'll add an MLB starter during the offseason. If they get one more within the Blue Jays system, we could start to see the rotation forming. That's a very well-argued point by Rob. They they had a lot of work to do to make a sustainable franchise. And 
I think a lot of people want to see a sustainable franchise. This franchise was kind of spinning its wheels for 20 years before that playoff run. And now there there's a legit path to get out of that. And a lot of people see that path. We've talked about it over and over on today's show. Um, it It's... It's tangible. It's hope. And I don't think for the longest time, Blue Jays fans really had that sense of hope moving forward. And being able to see this plan, see prospects who can legitimately slot into the rotation, it helps. Like, I actually think Alec Manoa could make a rise and potentially be up in 2020 if he's progressing the way he has. Like, he he has the mental makeup to make that jump. And if Manoa emerges very quickly, I mean, that's that's going to be huge for that rotation. It will really expedite the process for them. Um, I think I want to sum up Shapiro and Atkins with Christina Kirillo at C. Kirillo. Christina truly believes that Shapiro and Atkins are not morons who are purposely not trying to win. They will get pitching this winter. She just feels like with every move, they make a counter move like an injury blows up behind them, making it look worse than intended. And that's exactly it. Josh Donaldson's injury last year made things so much worse than they intended. So it it just happens. Ken Giles' injury made that situation worse, and they couldn't trade Giles to get more prospects. There's a lot of bad luck on this team, but... Ultimately, I I do think they're on the right path. I think they're going to be able to contend, and that's going to be the main thing for the Blue Jays. And just just to put everything in perspective, I'm going to let Matthew Elmsley close it out at Matthew Elmsley. Uh, Matthew figures that climate change will make MLB unfeasible within a decade or two, so Matthew's going to say the Blue Jays will never compete. So, you know, just just to end on a note that, that kind of puts everything in perspective, I guess, if you're really, truly pessimistic, it, it all won't matter anyway because Greenland's melting. There we go. How about that? So, thank you to everyone who chimed in and gave their thoughts on it. It's so so awesome and overwhelming like I had to like actually use a notepad to arrange everything there so thank you all so much for contributing again if you want to make like these people and get your voice heard on this show drop me a line at a underscore j underscore andrews on twitter the underscores are in there because twitter is dumb and you can get your name and your beliefs in the Blue Jays out there on a fan Friday like this. So feel free to do that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever you find podcasts, you can find Locked on Blue Jays. Um, Follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think we're going to be doing a giveaway contest. Um, Come into possession of something that I cannot use. So I will be posting details on that next week. And 
Until then, again, thank you to everyone who contributed to today's episode and for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network, everyone at jasoncouch.com. I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.